0: Hello, welcome again to Sarcasm Colored Glasses. I'm your host, Critical J, and we are back once again. And this, this, my friends here, is this is our 50th episode. Oh my goodness. So, of course, we have to do something special and something very near and dear to my heart, which from my birth, as far as I can remember, as anybody has told me, is Superman. And what is the most um, what is the what is current iteration of Superman going out right now is an amazing, amazing show called Superman and Lois, which um, is a far cry from Clark and Lois or Lois and Clark. What was the name of that God awful show anyway? (laughs) But yeah, that was like, you know, a little soap opera thing. I get it has for certain people it has an appeal and whatever and you know whatever but you know that was not my Superman and I said it then and I'll say it now that was not my Superman <laughs> and so but this oh my goodness this one guys this and and just uh so we could preface a little bit um uh so this is the Superman that spawned from the Arrowverse um you've seen in the um uh, Infinite Crisis, uh, Supergirl, all sorts of things like that. So already we're starting off great, and um, and also Lois from there as well. So as you know, and and actually I have to talk about the Arrowverse shows, um, but that's for another time because that's a big big topic. So anyway, what we're going to talk about this time is how the this, this show breaks ground. I mean, one thing, you know, and this thing about uh, a lot of people there, you know, a little back and forth about the Arrowverse, you know, when it started, everybody's super excited. But, you know, it's like Arrow started, you know, it started. it's declined during the seasons. I do have to say that it did end on an amazing note. So that last season that was written by completely different people than had been doing in the previous ones, I have to say that they did um, an amazing job of closing the show out. Um, I wish they did it, like, three seasons before, you know, as far as, like, you know, like, really putting extra effort into the the plot and stuff and story. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So, um, and as the Arrowverse grew bigger and bigger, you know, like, people tend to, you know, it, it's a lot. You know, you got to watch, like, five different shows to understand what's going on in this crossover. So this one, while it spawned off of that, it basically set... It uh, what it did is basically being in the future kind of means that it's, you know, it even if they did do crossovers, it would be unrelated. So this is such a standalone show. While also and I'm going to get to it in a little bit, maybe not a little bit, but I'll get to it of how even though it is standalone, it still managed to touch a little bit from, you know, from the other Arrowverse shows or CWverse now that we can call them so um so why 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 is this show so great what makes this thing so different it's it's a you know we've seen so many different things of superman um and but so why why is this one different so this one like i said it's in the future and it focuses on you know like superman and lois after they're married and not only just after they're married but them having twin sons which isn't something that's ever been touched on. And if you ask me, it's like, okay, is that from the comics? It's like, no, not really. Um, I mostly, from what I know, but I don't be, I don't claim to become a connoisseur of a Superman comics because one thing with like Infinite Crisis and Fifty Two and stuff, everything with DC and Marvel does the same thing. Um, things are always rewritten. You know, they're rewritten. There's different universes of all these things, so. Basically, and as we've spoken about in with our, you know, with our crisis updates with everything is anything is possible. So it doesn't matter if something's specifically been in some specific comic. So in this one, like, uh, there have been, uh, iterations in comics of, you know, them not necessarily having kids, but, you know, being pregnant and whatever and stuff like that. So in this case, successful pregnancy and you have twin boys and they're teenagers so it turns this into not just like you know a comic book show of you know like fighting villains and superman doing this and powers and all this but it's it's all it's very very much a family show um and and again when i say family show i mean about family um can you watch this with your family absolutely but you know um we're, i'm not out there advertising you know for you to go for for shows, for you go find with family. No, you, you, that's your choice what you watch with family. But this, this is a show that is about a family and family dynamics and something that obviously everybody can relate to. And really, just kind of the the nitty gritty of it is um is like you know what? Like, okay, well, Superman as a dad. Imagine Superman as a dad. You know, because you're thinking about it all in all iterations of him. Like basically, you know, he he is the world's hero. He's the top hero. You know, if something's going on in China, instantly got to fly over there. If something's going off in Mars, got to go fly out there. Imagine that's your dad, you know, how present is he going to be? So in all these La shows about, you know, superheroes managing with our families, um, here is like the ultimate superhero that is for the ultimate people of every, everybody, you know, the entire world. Um, and you have to think it's like, would you really be a good dad? You know, is that a dad that's ever around? And to the fact that you don't even know, at at least at the start of it. And, you know, there are going to be spoilers in here. But, you know, obviously anything in the pilot, um, not to say I'll spoil it, but, you know, something that you're going to find out in the beginning episodes, you know, I feel that's safe enough to tell you because if you're gonna watch it, then you know, you'll know you see it right there, but I'm not gonna tell you anything that's earth shattering that should because there's definitely huge surprises in there that I would love to talk about. And if you have seen it or you're caught up on this, I would love, love, love to talk about this because this thing has so many cool twists and turns as far as Superman lore fitting into here. Oh, my God. Um, But I'm not going to talk about those. Um, But just the fact that I'm excited about these things should really get you excited to start watching it so you can see how it unwinds. And it is something where it is. You've got your little... Easter egg drops here and there, and then it turns out to be something so much bigger that you weren't even expecting. And that, I think, is like a great recipe for a show. But I digress. So um, basically, you know, at the start of this, they don't know that their father is Superman. So all you really know is your father's never there. <laughs> and um, and then, you know, for these reasons, you have to, you know, move back to, because I think they start Metropolis, and then you have to move to Smallville, which is, you know... Think about this. You know, you're living in New York City and your parents take you to some podunk town in Kansas. What the hell? Um, So, you know, being teenage twin boys, how excited are you going to be about that? You know, you're being uprooted from, you know, your high school. High school is everything to your teenage life. So being uprooted from that and the fact that these two boys are completely different while they're, you know, born twins, fraternal, their, like, personalities and everything is, like, night and day. You've got, you know, the, like, Jonathan, who's, like, the the sports jock kind of guy. And then you've got, um, shit, what is the other boy's name? I forgot. I'm blanking out right now, but whatever. His brother is, you know, the nerdy... I don't I'm actually not even a nerd. He's geeky, kinda, of, yeah. You know, he's he's the outcast, you know, you don't you don't have friends, whatever, you've never really liked your entire life and all this stuff, you know. But all of these things are, these are teenage things, you know. This this is reality, this is life, this is how things are, and this is in this show. So it's not, you know, you think about Superman and you always think about it, it's like, oh, you know, here's this alien thing or whatever, so it can't possibly be relatable. But this makes it super relatable. And the fact of like putting him as a father and, you know, and also Lois Lane as a mother, you know, because she's also somebody who's all always all out there, you know, while you're chasing those leads, being a Pulitzer Prize winning writer, how much are you there for your kids? How much can you be there for your kids? And then... When you have differences of opinions, how do you handle that? You know, especially you're both neither there, you know, so incredible dynamics of that, Um, which is, you know, and I love when these things are, when they have these shows about not necessarily broken families, but, you know, an accident, this, this family isn't broken at all. It's, you know, but it's got things that your normal things that are thrown at us to break us, but. But they're hanging together because, you know, As and one thing that I love about their relationship and dynamic between the brothers is while they're completely opposite, they're ride or die. Like these guys, like no matter what, they stick up for each other. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, Jordan, that's the other one's name, Jonathan and Jordan. Yeah. So even though Jonathan is like, you know, the jock popular guy. If somebody's picking on Jordan, he's like, yo, he's like steps in there and he's like, he'll literally kick anybody's ass that's messing with his little brother. Not even little brother, but you know, his twin brother. But um, but they have like a big brother, little brother dynamic. And then, and I'm not gonna spoil this for you, but I will, because obviously this is something that you're gonna find out very soon, and you can find out from commercials anyway. Um, you know, one of them developed powers. I'm not gonna tell you who, because you know that, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but then, you know, you have a whole other dynamic of one brother having powers and the other one not. So, and and of course, and obviously finding out that your dad's Superman. um, and, and through all of this, because this is just those four people, you know, just sit on that for a second. This is all of this. This is just those four people. Other things are going on. And then you still have Superman doing his Superman stuff. But it's also, it's very much like, you know, it's, like say you, you're watching Supergirl or Arrow or somebody, you know, you pretty much you've got their personal lives and then you've got them fighting criminals and whatever. But you know, the, the percentage of that is kind of 50-50 more or less, um, season to season, depending on the show, because some of them like, you know, season one of Supergirl probably was more like 80% personal life, 20% fighting things, you know, and then it more balanced out when it moved to the CW of being more of that. And actually it ended up being more Supergirl fighting things and supergirl's life than Kara Danvers that ended up being more of a like 20 percent thing so um it's an interesting balance but anyway most of them the balance is kind of 50 50. this one it's like it's kind of like Superman goes out and does his thing comes right back and then it's all about uh all about the family and what's going on and stuff like that so it's funny that it's actually Superman and Lois but it's uh, I mean he he plays he'd spend a good part being Superman and Clark and the the problems and everything going on really are for a collective unit more more so rather than this is superman problems or this is clark there isn't so there isn't that whole secret identity type thing it's really just you know the people that are involved know or they don't know and it's you know you and of course you've always got to keep your secrets and stuff like that so you've always got that sub thing going on but they also managed to make it where it's not all about that like one thing about smallville was the whole thing felt like it was um clark trying to protect his secret from lana like literally the whole 10 seasons between lana and lex you know and and everything he had to do to do the right thing while also trying to keep it low-key enough that nobody has to find out what he's doing, while he's also gotta be lying about it and they know that he's lying about it. And then, you know, and he's got these relationships where people want to be close, but then they know he's lying and he can't tell he says like, Yes, I am lying, but I can't tell you why. And that's like the whole thing. Ten seasons of that, you know, like, yeah, stuff going on around that, but that was like, that wasn't a subplot. That was like the main plot. Everything else was a subplot. And I love Smallville, don't get me wrong, but you know that thing gets a little tedious with things and a lot of these superhero things you know they fall into that you have to you know your comics aren't they're not all about your your secret identities and people finding out about it that's like such a minor part of it so why would you make the shows be a major part of it it's just like just like okay that's a fact of life it's like i have to keep the secret identity and and you know certain parts of me i can give to other people you know that's just that's just how it is but, you know, you can't make countless storylines revolving around it. So this doesn't do that. While it is a factor, because obviously it has to be, but it's not the main thing. And while you take you take that out, there's still so much, so much depth to it. You know, and it's also, it, like, the look of it is so much darker than some other things. You know, and you, one thing that you notice with these shows when you've watched a whole bunch of them is each each character each each um story and stuff they have different feels of them you know um perfect example supergirl season one very bright colors lights shining everything's shining in your face you know and then when it moved to the cw it toned down the colors it became a darker Blue, darker red, you know. Um it's you don't have the lights on all the time. Um, but you know, you've got things where it's um arrow is kind of like it has very dark night feel to it. You know, it's kind of like it's it's always night, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Everything is always dark, you know, and um flashes flash is flash has kind of been in between, but flash is definitely more on the bright side. It's not so much. Um, overbearing, but you know, it's, it's things happen in daytime more than even the night, you know, as far as the, the feel of it, you know, black lightning, very dark. The stories are very dark. Um, and this one, it's kind of like man of steel. So. Man of Steel is completely different than your original Superman movie, right? You know, and that's what we kind of liked about it. It was just something that was more grounded. It was grounded Superman, it was a, a darker story. I mean, it ended with him killing Zod, you know? That would never happen in the original Superman movies. And I remember being in the theater, like when he snapped the neck, everybody was like, what? You know, it because it, it was earth-shattering, it was mind-blowing. Um. But it was real. It wasn't just like, "Hey, let's make Superman dark," you know, because it's it's not that he's dark. It's just like he was faced with that choice of like, in order to save these people, which is his primary like primary goal. He had he had to stop this guy. And Zod even said, "He's like, either you kill me or I kill you. That's the only way this is gonna end," you know. And and it was true. That was the only way Zod would stop. And um and he breaks down after that. It's not just like, oh, you know, like okay, well, you know, yeah, I had to kill him, whatever. You know, he he broke down because this that's not who he is or who he wants to be, but he was forced to do it because it's the reality of like sometimes you don't have a choice. You know, if you're doing the right thing, it makes you have to do something you don't want to do. And that is that is the kind of the world that, you know, that it's related to. So it's something that has that kind of feel to it. The, you know, it's a lot of dark greens and browns and stuff in the in the cinematography. If you want to, you know, break down and stuff like that. Um so it has darker feel and also like the tones that everybody's talking about, the themes, you know, like I said, this is difficult family stuff. This isn't like, you know, um like Wonder Years or whatever, where you know your biggest Problem is, you know, you've got a pimple and Winnie Cooper is going to, you know, look at you funny or something like that. You know, this isn't like uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, um, where you have like those minor problems. Like this is like dark stuff, you know, but it's dark, real stuff, um. As far as like, uh, you know, it's just a touch on some of the themes that are going on because Smallville is small, right? It says it in the title. So what happens to small towns in this day and age, you know, when you're run by factories and stuff like that, um, you know, th- those things, they they break down, you know, and what happens to town when, you know, jobs aren't there and like job loss and struggling, that is something that's really real right now. And I think that's something that touches people so much more, why something like this is so important for, you know, not just your like your comic book geeks or somebody that's like loves Superman shows like me. This is something that anybody can sit down, like this show, like, like, you know, I I use like with, just to give some history. So obviously I watch all the CW-verse shows, Um, you know, good or bad, I've went through them all, you know? But, you know, it's like my wife used to watch them with me, but, you know, the, you know, she got old, it got old on her, you know, because like, you know, she said her thing is she says like, Oh, you know, I'm tired of seeing superheroes crying, you know, which is allusions to, to the flash um, where there's always something that's huge dramatic, you know, between like, you know, him and Iris or something like that. Um, So, you know, it, it, it's not for, her, you know, and, and I watch it because I love, I love superheroes, you know, but it's not something that everybody can watch, you know, it's like, I can watch Star Wars with some people. I can watch Star Trek with some people. They're not, they're not. Other people aren't, just aren't into it. But this thing, this is something where when there's a new episode, my wife's putting it on. You know, she's got the remote and she's she's scrolling. She's going right to Superman and Lois like on that day after that it comes on that when we've missed it. So this is something she looks forward to. And I'm the Superman geek. You know, she's never been a Superman geek. So, but that's showing how great the show is the show is it goes beyond that it's a great show you know the dynamics and the stories and everything that's going on is very powerful and passionate um so and while having superman in it um I, one thing I, I, I loved about krypton that sadly just did not go as far as i would like it to but it's like freaking that ap- uh not affect sci-fi you know sci-fi you know they, they make one season series um, this one made it to two um, and uh, even, yeah, it made it to two and then it stopped because, you know, that's sci-fi. That's as much as they're going to invest in anything. Alphas, two seasons, cliffhanger. Uh, you know, everybody loves it, but ah, whatever. We're moving on to the next Sharknado. <laughs> you know, so that's just how things are. But, we you know, what I loved about Krypton is, you know, because it had, well, Krypton was kind of like Game of Thrones where, you know, with the houses and the houses and everything dealing with each other and but it touched on a lot of different um superman aspects that were untouched before especially this being something that is like way in the past before he's even born but has relationships to him and then you know you've got also and of course superman you gotta be talking about zod and it built a whole new relationship between kal-el and zod and that that was amazing but you know but alas it is sci-fi um so things are not things are not uh, gonna last long but my point of that is it touched on something different which is this is also it's Superman but it's touched on something different but it also has a lot of Superman lore in it so um, like some of those things that they hit on Krypton, this is also touching on as far as, you know, backstory and Kryptonians and stuff like that. So you've got that as, you know, another subplot. So you've got your family drama, your um, starving town, you know, struggling to survive drama, um, your high school drama, your developing powers, while your other twin brother doesn't have them drama and then you've got your superman lore which is touched and untouched so that, that you know that is a recipe for some amazing things and this is that be I mean this is definitely the most powerful CW show I have seen to date the other ones you know they flex back and forth and and, and just tell you this is one season that's not even done yet um, I think that there's like two more episodes left. And as far as where to watch this, I think that you can watch on um, HBO Max. I was on there before because they've gone on multiple hiatuses um, and they're on one right now and then they have like two more episodes left that I think the end of or middle of August or something like that. So, um, but like with the CW app, you can catch up on anything. Like it's free. Um download it and whatever you have. And you can watch like all the episodes, um, like minimal commercials. You know, it's not as great as, you know, being on Netflix where there's no commercials, which I'm actually waiting for my other CW shows to finish completely. So I can watch them on, um, Netflix because I just got, you know, I mean, there are, a lot of them are winding down, you know, like black lightning. It's last season, supergirl. It's the last season. Um, and I and I I watched like half of Flash and then I like just kind of like missed a little bit so I'm just waiting for it to end up on there and just watch from where I left um without all the bother of the like and they play the same damn commercials so it's really excuse me it's really difficult to watch five different shows that play the same commercial in every break you know if you're just watching one thing it's fine. But when you're watching five different shows and you keep saying the same commercials, like I used to have to mix it up. Like I watch like my CW, one CW show and then I'll watch something from HBO and then I'll watch something from there. Then I'll go back to see because I can't take it. So that's why I'm waiting for most of them to end up on Netflix. But yeah, this one, uh, CW app. And if you're only watching it and like I said, it's a singular show. It's unrelated to anything else. However, you may will see a character from there pop on from your CW verse um which was super exciting but it was also not overpowering it was just like kind of like a little cameo but it also puts it it still touches that this is in the same world you know so you're talking about those argus connections you're talking about all this other stuff so it's connects it to that universe without having to be tied down to it so it can be itself completely which is amazing so again so you can watch this standalone. You don't need any background on anything else where anybody else is going on in any other show. So even though they have this cameo, it's as far as the story goes for anything else, unrelated. Um, so you're totally fine with that. Um, so all the episodes right there. Um, if you're lucky, you can find it on HBO Max. I have to double check and see if it's still on there. Um, and they, they also like to switch things off and on, which is weird and annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this this is hands down the best CW show I have seen, and I think everybody, not just comic book nerds, should be watching this and will enjoy this and be grounded. I mean, there's things where really like it's tugging at your heartstrings. You're sitting here wiping away tears and crap. And you're like, man, this is like Superman show. What the hell? Why, why do I got these feels right now? <laughs> so that that's just to give you an idea how powerful this thing is. And if you are watching it, um, definitely t- tell me about it. Tell me if you're feeling the same way. No, don't tell me if you're feeling the same way. You must be feeling the same way because there's no freaking way you're watching this thing and not feeling the same because it's that good. You know, some things, you know, they're a little iffy, whatever, but this is that good. So... For our fiftieth episode, we have talked about my favorite superhero, that from birth, Superman, in in the greatest incarnation that I've seen him in yet. Um, so, yeah, go check this out. Um, tell me your thoughts, and um, and also spread the word on it because you know, like I said, like people are watching these CW shows less and less. So, something that's come out there and is and is actually really good. We really got to get the word out on it because, you know, I don't want it to like fall into the, you know, I don't want it to be like a sci-fi show where they like didn't get enough ratings um, because only like some cult people were watching it. So definitely spread the word. Get everybody watching the show. Um, it's It'll be very worth your time. And, and on that note, I hope that you're seeing clearly and your prescription is filled. Until next time, guys.